Yo, it's Julian on the Brown Note and a Perfect 10 album review and a regular series on this show. I did a number last year, uh, Love's Forever Changes, Bowie's Heroes, Clips, Hell Has No Fury. Um, but I haven't done one for a while and I'm going to do Sufjan Stevens' Come On Feely, Illinois. Now, it goes under various titles, uh, including a lot of people annoyingly calling it Illinois, which misses the greatest album title this century. Call it Come On Feely, Illinois. It's a fantastic title. I'm doing it because um, in my end-of-year polls last year, Sufjan Stevens hit a new, another of his probably three pinnacles with the album Javelin. I, I had that number two in my albums of the year, and also I had Will Anybody Ever Love Me as my second track of the year. And a few years before that, Carrie and Lowell was my second best album of the year, and um, I should have known better it was my number one track of the year. So celebrating her return to his highest form, <laughs> he's sort of like a Pokemon, um, I'm going to do a review of the album that put him on the map. Uh, the singer-songwriter from Detroit, Michigan, is already heralded as one of the century's greatest musical talents. I think the album from 2005, which is the first time I'd even heard of him, even though it is his fifth album, is one of the most ambitious album-length projects this century, alongside its, um, its probable only peer in, in a certain way is NFR by Lana Del Rey. Uh, it's a gargantuanly, ridiculously ambitious album. Very long, and... It, the conceit at the time which made his name... I mean, it's his fifth album. And Michigan, which came, which was his third album, Seven Swans, were both well-received albums. But uh, I think the lid got blown off with uh, Come On Feely, Illinois, and everyone went nuts. Um, and I certainly did at the time. The conceit at the time was that he was going to make an album about every state in America. It was one of the funniest um, conceits from an artist at the time. And we still want him to. <laughs> Just one more, at least. Like, I think you should do one per decade. So we got Michigan, and then we got the Illinois album. Uh, he later admitted it was all a joke. Um, it's, an album that is it's, it's an album that is like a musical, and I believe they staged it. It feels like watching a musical, the way that the songs enter and leave, and uh, they're, they're split broadly along... The backbone of the album is these very maximalist six-minute-long pop operas, and there are probably five or six on the album, uh, which are you know some of the album's more monumental tunes. But then they are mixed with a lot of musical interludes and also more fragmentary and abstract and stark music, analogous more to. Um, Carrie and Lowell, what would be coming with that. And I think that's the way with the... Um, like, even the titles are just amazing. Uh, I think that's the way with the first track, which is a very short two-minute uh, concerning the UFO sighting near Highland, Illinois. Has this amazing darting piano figure and the most eerily beautiful vocal melody from Sufjan Stevens and I you know the the way the flute is fluttering around in it reminds me of um, Van Morrison's Astral Weeks 
particularly uh, beside you, I think that track is such a gorgeous track, an unusual way to end, enter such a maximalist project uh, with one of its style and to follow that with a, a very sparse instrumental to give you an indication of how amusing this album often is and how clever and how um, often fun it is um, the title for the second track which is a whopping two minutes long is the black hawk war or how to demonize an entire civilization and still feel good about yourself in the morning or we apologize for the inconvenience but you're going to have to leave now, or I have fought the big knives and will continue to fight them until they're off our lands. And there are many long titles, and that one lasts nearly as long as the actual track itself. Um, Come on, Feely, Illinois, one of two de facto title tracks. It's not a de facto title track. It, it actually is a title track, but I kind of believe that um, a later track um, on the album is actually more of a, the centerpiece but this is the second centerpiece to me it's an amazing widescreen pop moment um it's got this sort of musical vibe about it not musical music hall uh, it's very ebullient um a lot of these tracks have really interesting rhythmic things going on like samba feel like there's very little four four beats going on in this album it's very interesting rhythmically Political lyrics, um, it plods along at a furious rate of knots and when it gets a few minutes in, it drops into the most gorgeous musical passage, which is a rip-off of the years so close to me, <laughs> which is um, clearly deliberate, but it feels, when it comes to the end of that passage and it swells back up, it just feels absolutely triumphant uh with him singing i cried myself to sleep that night the melodies on this album stick so hard and that's what i felt about nfr from uh, lana del rey which was the it was one of the best combination uh, collections of verse bridge and chorus melodies this century both albums are and, the, and just about every song on here has a sticky melody at least two-thirds of them stay with you long after and particularly that track um the starkest and most challenging lyric on the album is track four john wayne gacy which seeks to and and a point i never made at the start is that the album um illinois and michigan was supposed to be about the state so referencing history people cultural artifacts and so on so john wayne gacy the serial killer um, it might be a slightly self-conscious lyric, um, but he humanizes a serial killer to bring up that John Wayne Gacy used to, you know, entertain local children by dressing up as a clown and was a actually really liked person. It was in his darkest moments, and he talks about putting on a mask and how we all put on a mask, and uh, it's a very powerful lyric. Jacksonville... Uh, just another beautiful melody, cascading, picking, uh, and the whole um, Andrew Jackson quote coda chorus is just another winning hook. Uh, there is so many hooks on this album. Um, Decateur, or a round of applause for your stepmother. Um, just like if, if it's not a really stark song on this album or a maximalist pop song. He does these hokey ukulele sort of 
um, winning pop songs, um, which aren't really like anything else. He does it twice on the album. I think that is a great example. Uh, and the uh, the rhyming of Decatur with uh, a, an amazing array of um, words like alligator, aviator, debater, emancipator is very funny. The short one last woohoo for the Pullman uh, train, I believe, uh, is eight sec- uh, six seconds long and very funny, even though it's just a stupid joke. Uh, it's like his mind is all over the shop on this album. It's just like this kaleidoscope of it. He's just the most, one of the most talented people to have made music this century. And uh, I've got a lot of time for people that are good lyricists. And he has continually proven to make amazing lyrics across the board, whether it's um, politicised, whether it's personal. Uh, he's, he's very, very good on that. And, and very few people ever are. For me, it says here, go Chicago, go yeah. I've always thought that track was just called Chicago. To me, it's the centerpiece of the whole album, much like uh, the Illinois track earlier. Those are the two rivals for the most outstanding six-minute pop moment on the album uh, with the kitchen sink and every other, you know, like with full-blown string arrangements and choirs one of the like a lot of the elements that have cropped up in Sofiane Stevens's music over the years he's reused and one of my favorite even up until uh will anybody ever love me is a very amateurish almost child sounding choir which he often drops to just amazing effects in that song like it's pretty devastating but he uses it a lot on his big widescreen pop moments as well uh, and on go chicago go yeah is arguably the finest track on a masterpiece of an album gargantuan again the halting rhythms uh, strings drops into choirs i made a lot of mistakes being its central hook um it's gorgeous and it's for an artist known for including his Christianity in his music, it's probably the most Christian song on the album as well. Very celebratory, sublime coda, the trumpet repeating the vocal melody is just gorgeous. Our masterpiece. And Kazmier Poleski Day, another one like Decatur, which has got this real sort of swampy homespun vibe to it. It's another fantastic track. Um, the interlude to the workers of Rock River Valley is a, a really potent jazz interlude. Um, the stomping guitar riff on The Man of Metropolis Steals Our Hearts is the biggest guitar moment on the album. Uh, and he does all these, he does these whomping bits and then drops to um, verses that are always quite sparse when they first arrive, which he does over and over on the album. Um, I can't go through every track because this is 23 tracks. They are night zombies, they are neighbours, they have come back from the dead is a masterpiece. Here the uh, maximalist, pop, um, maximalist pop ones aren't the same as they were earlier in the album. This one's like funny and eerie and black comedy. And the funkiest um, beat on the album, we've got sort of, a military tattoo. Uh, we are awakened by the axe, night of the living dead at last. Uh, and mentions the nation's past, I guess, in a, a slightly politicised reference. Um, the Sears Tower is like as dark and sparse and as anything on Carrie and Lowell, and he mentions his mother in it as well. 
Um, the final epic, The Tallest Man, The Broadest Shoulders, uh, rounds out the album before it finishes on a, a very eerie and odd, and um, actually the, the Out of Egypt um, instrumental is probably the most fully realized instrumental on the album, and it lasts for four minutes, which is way more than virtually all of the others. Overall, it is a masterpiece. Um, I don't give 10 out of 10 to stuff that is um, without flaws, which a lot of people say, well, if it's a flaw, then you have to take a point off. That's not how I see 10 out of 10. I see 10 out You can have an album that's 7 out of 10 and not have a single flaw, but it doesn't scrape the absolute atmospheric heights of ambition, of satisfaction, of brilliance. And that's where 10 out of 10 comes for, for me. Something that over the years has continued to enthrall me and only ever grown better. Um, a, an astonishing artistic achievement. Out of nowhere, there was nothing like it at all. Um, the amount of great pop melodies on this album alone would triumph most pop artists' whole career. And we get a whole ton of the wildest imagination on arrangements and lyrics and humour and genuinely heartfelt uh, introspective looks at the world. And obviously he would just go on. Um, after that, you know, the Age of Az was uh, a lot of people felt a letdown, but it was still a very strong album. Uh, I've got a lot of time for that. And um, Carrie and Lowell. That's not a bad run. Michigan, Seven Swans, Illinois, Age of Az, Carrie and Lowell. The one I didn't like was The Ascension, uh, which came in 2020. I felt that was um, a really strong under 40 minute album with about 90 minutes of music, uh, which I didn't really enjoy getting through, wading through. So uh, it's great to see him back at the absolute peak with an album, Javelin, that actually referenced Illinois, Age of Az, and Carrie and Jewel all on the same record. Um, so my triumphant review of Come On Feely Illinois is a rolled gold 10 out of 10 for Safian Stevens.